This is the Slice of App Pie Show. I am Steve, your host for some tips and tricks to help you become a successful creative indie. Ready for your slice? In the middle of trying to get five projects done, I've been hearing a lot about imposter syndrome. A week or two ago came an article on LinkedIn about imposter syndrome in programming. Ever since, I've seen an article pop up here or there. I've known this all too well for so much of my life, it's resonated with me. For those who want the shortest version of a definition, I defer to singer-songwriter Amanda Palmer. When I read her book, The Art of Asking, I found I wasn't alone in this anxiety, though she called it the fraud police. The fraud police are the imaginary, terrifying force of real grown-ups who you believe, at some subconscious level, are going to come knocking on your door in the middle of the night saying, We've been watching you, and we have evidence that you have no idea what you're doing. You stand accused of the crime of completely winging it, and you are guilty of making shit up as you go along. You do not actually deserve your job, and we are taking everything away, and we are telling everybody. If you've ever been successful at something, and then look around you and think that your coworkers are so much smarter and better than you, and you don't deserve your success, you've been hit with imposter syndrome. When you get into a panic when you are afraid someone will find out you don't know everything about your topic, you've been hit with imposter syndrome. I think, on an everyday basis, I do feel like every one of those in some way or another. I felt that way for much of my life, but somehow I got control over it. I'd like to explore what I do and think. Before I do, I want to point out a few things. The most critical is, you can't know everything. In any discipline, there's always more to know than is knowable. What compounds our ignorance is what I've called the Red Queen Dilemma, referring to Lewis Carroll's character in Through the Looking Glass, who says, Now, here, you see, it takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. If you want to get somewhere else, you must run at least twice as fast as that. Technology does this to all of us. Standing still is falling behind. Moore's law makes it impossible to learn enough. By the time you learn one thing, the world changes on you. A year ago, my book, Practical Auto Layout for Xcode 8, went obsolete three days after publication. One critical menu selection, the resolver, moved to a toolbar button, making the entire book's tutorial obsolete and indeed confusing to use. Secondly, there is huge social pressure to appear super competent and successful. When your colleagues and friends post only their successes online, it becomes too easy to measure yourself only by their successes. In those you aspire to be, you don't see all the pain and failure in getting where they are. All evidence is to the instant success, and everyone's posting the success while you are feeling the failure and pain of working towards it. Thirdly, imposter syndrome is pandemic among successful people. If you have great or small successes, you're probably going to feel at least once that you didn't deserve them because you didn't know what you were doing. While Amanda Palmer might be famous in the world of music, her husband, fantasy author Neil Gaiman, is arguably a literary rock star. Yet he tells a story about one time he really felt imposter syndrome. Some years ago, I was lucky enough invited to a gathering of great and good people, artists and scientists, writers and discoverers of things. And I felt that at any moment they would realize I didn't qualify to be there, among these people who had really done things. On my second or third night there, I was standing at the back of the hall, 
while musical entertainment happened, and I started talking to a very nice, polite, elderly gentleman about several things, including our shared first name. And then he pointed to the hall of people and said words to the effect of, I just look at all these people and I think, what the heck am I doing here? They've made amazing things. I just went where I was sent. And I said, yes, but you were the first man on the moon. I think that counts for something. And I felt a bit better, because if Neil Armstrong felt like an imposter, maybe everyone did. There is one thing that clears our imposter syndrome like sunlight through fog. I do something simple, but not very easy. I admit my ignorance. That's simple enough, but all those pressures I just discussed do not make it easy. Yet, that's only half the solution. The full solution is, yeah, I don't know it now, but I'm learning it. I can learn more. I can do the research. I can use the knowledge I have to wing it. Ignorance about one thing is temporary. You can learn and discover more, and with what you have, improvise. One must always be learning. I have found that the best way to learn is not just to admit I don't know, but run and find out what I don't. For years on MakeAppPy, I picked one iOS development topic based on stuff I don't know, researched the living daylights out of it, and then wrote and posted an article. Let me give you a very personal example. I'm familiar with what we all fear in imposter syndrome, since that fear became a real-life nightmare for me when I was in second grade. I'm colorblind, but I tried my best back then to not do anything different than anybody else. The February of second grade, my class was coloring images of Abraham Lincoln's face. I picked up the sea green crayon instead of the flesh, now peach, crayon. So Abraham Lincoln's face was sea green. The teacher, Mrs. Sweet, decided I was to be punished for this by standing me in front of the class with my seasick Abraham Lincoln. She ridiculed and yelled at me, with all the students laughing at me, seated around me in that U-shaped desk arrangement. I was devastated. And as much as the teacher eventually got reprimanded by the principal after an irate call from my mom, I've never forgotten it. It's a fear it will happen again that fuels my imposter syndrome. But head forward to grad school. I was taking educational psychology for my master's degree in education. Of all the topics to pick for my final term paper, I picked the psychology of color in education. I read everything about color, starting with Goethe and Chevrolet, Johannes Itten, Joseph Albers, and through the use of the relatively new RGB hexadecimal codes on the web and HSB sliders in Photoshop. I learned about the color wheel, read research about the psychological effects of color, and read successful and failed research on color in the workplace. I learned how difficult it is to measure the effects. I had the first of my many times reading about the Hawthorne Electric Company and the Hawthorne Effect. Along the way, not only did I get an A on the paper and the in-class presentation, I also learned to paint. Though I avoid green paint, I mix my own. In these stories, I want you to notice something. Everybody fears their colleagues will expose them, all the while their colleagues are afraid of the same. Meanwhile, those with no knowledge think the whole crowd is geniuses, not frauds. The only exception is a few trolls who get off knocking down anyone to increase their status by lowering or hurting others. In retrospect, that second grade teacher was a troll forcing discipline on our students. The troll really is the only fraud here. Everyone else is genuine. You have little to fear. Let's stop thinking about being an imposter and change the focus on what makes us professionals because that's the overarching cure for the imposter syndrome. 
not the definition of a professional such as doctor or lawyer, a more ideal yet pragmatic one that fits into the arts, sciences, business, and sports. There are two quotes I like about being a pro. One is Stephen Pressfield's. The amateur plays for fun. The professional plays for keeps. To the amateur, the game is his avocation. To the pro, it's his vocation. The amateur plays part-time. The professional full-time. The amateur is a weekend warrior. The professional is there seven days a week. Amanda Palmer's definition of a pro is this. In both the arts and business worlds, the difference between amateurs and the professionals is simple. The professionals know they're winging it. The amateurs pretend they're not. Distilling both of those definitions comes to this. A pro shows up every day and does the work. Nothing stops the pro, especially his or her own inner resistance, that which tries to prevent you from doing the work and succeeding. Resistance is always there to attack, often with the imposter syndrome, you don't know enough, you're not qualified. The pro knows enough that they can improvise, research, and learn, thus always moving forward no matter what. Palmer and Pressfield both point to thinking less about being afraid of our inferiority and more about being a pro. Showing up every day, doing the work, and winging it when we don't know, then admit to ourselves and even others that's exactly what we do. Though I don't remember him writing directly about imposter syndrome, I suspect from my reading of his book, The War of Art, Pressfield would consider imposter syndrome just another manifestation of resistance. If that is true, then it would be also true that turning pro, keeping the discipline of doing the work, combats resistance and the imposter syndrome. The way our world is structured, you'll feel at times like you are a fraud and an imposter in what you do. For some, they shake it off. For others, it can become resistance to their goals. For others, a debilitating fear of success. Writing this, I've had a few bouts of, who am I to write this when I don't have a degree and 50 years of experience in psychotherapy? The answer is, I face this demon every day, and I'm a good observer, a good reader, and I'm improving as a writer. As a pro in iOS training, an author, and a developer, I sit down every day with my coffee and do the work facing this resistance demon. Thanks for listening to Slice of App High. Please subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. You can also find out more about today's episode in the show notes at sliceofapphigh.com. Have a great and glorious day. Talk to you later.